Jesus said to his disciples, As it was in the days of Noah, so it will be at the coming of the Son of Man. In those days before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, up to the day that Noah entered the ark. They did not know until the flood came and carried them all away. So will it be also at the coming of the Son of Man. Two men will be out in the field. One will be taken and one will be left. Two women will be grinding at the mill. One will be taken and one will be left. Therefore, stay awake, for you do not know on which day your Lord will come. Be sure of this. If the master of the house had known the hour of night when the thief was coming, he would have stayed awake and not let his house be broken into. So too, you also must be prepared, for at an hour you do not expect, the Son of Man will come. We serve a God of abundance, yet you're still living paycheck to paycheck. We serve a God of order, yet your house always seems to be a mess. You feel unappreciated and overwhelmed just trying to keep up. Does the noise of life drown out the voice of God? Hi, my name is Gina Morton, a Catholic wife, mom, and declutter coach. Welcome to Pruning to Prosper, the podcast where we talk about all the practical things to run your home smoothly. Clutter, money, mindset, and yes, everyone still wants to eat, so we'll talk about that too. That nagging in your heart is God telling you he has more for you than just trying to keep up. If you're ready to get uncomfortable, get brave, and see what you can do, then grab your garden shears because you're about to prune away the stuff so you can prosper into the woman God has called you to be. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Pruning to Prosper. I'm your host, Gina Morton, and that opening Bible passage is the reading that we will hear this Sunday for the gospel reading because it is the first Sunday in Advent. So I wanted to have this episode today because I I don't know about you guys, but Christmas dresses me out and it has for years. I'm I'm not a good gift giver. So that's a big stress for me. Then the money associated with giving gift that I don't even really know that they like or want stresses me out. All the preparation and the the big massive tree in my house. My husband is Clark Griswold on steroids. And like all of it just kind of stresses me out. And so I love Thanksgiving. And tomorrow is Thanksgiving if you're listening to this on the day it comes out. And I I wish Christmas was more like Thanksgiving where we just gathered as a family and we had a wonderful meal that everyone came together to make and we just celebrate being together. But Christmas has turned into this whole big thing that really doesn't even involve Christ a lot of the time, unfortunately. And when I had little kids, I thought I need to do something to enjoy this season with my kids because it really was not fun, even with little ones a lot of the years. So my mother-in-law has taught me how to sew over the years, and one of the first projects we ever made together, I made these advent bags. And I'll, I'll attach the YouTube video down below so you can actually see the bags and you'll hear the same ideas again. But um, they're just individual bags that are maybe maybe three by five inches. And I string them up um, on our banister upstairs in the, the upstairs hallway. And I'll put garland and light some years. But inside each bag is something for Advent, okay? And this episode today 
is something I really would love for you to incorporate with your children, especially if they're grade school, high school age kids. This is a really easy, great way to bring Christ back into the season. And if you're if you feel like your kids are just kind of getting to be a little bit ungrateful and they just think that things magically appear under the tree and, you know, this is a great way to kind of bring them back to the reason for the season. So the very first thing I would do is ask your kids this weekend, you know, go to church and afterwards come home, maybe get some donuts and and just have a heart to heart with your kids and say, We want to do something different this year, and we want to really make Advent the main focus for this season leading up to the birth of Christ, because we don't know the day or the hour that he's going to come again, but we know December 25th is the day we celebrate his birth. So let's really build up to that birthday and that celebration of our Lord. So invite your kids to bring their ideas. And before I sat down to record this, I asked my oldest daughter, you know, I'm going to do this episode. What are some things that we do in the Advent bags that you really like to do and that we should include this year? Or do you have any new ideas? And she's like, very, without even hesitating, she goes, the gift cards. And I said, okay. And I go, what else? And um, so she gave me some more ideas. So I'm going to start off with this idea. So I have all the Advent bags strung up, okay? And when the kids were little, I used to fill the bags with tchotchkes, you know, like little trinkets and maybe a little something from the dollar section at A.C. Moore or Michael's or Joann's where it was a little craft. And after a while, it just, they would wake up and say, what did we get today? What did we get today? And I thought, this is not the meaning. Like, this is not what I want my kids to. It's not another like 25 days of gifts. So somewhere along the way, I thought we need to do this differently. And we started making our Advent bags filled with things for other people, for the most part. We have some exceptions and I'll get to those. So when my daughter first said the gift cards, this is what I'm going to, I'm going to let you in on a family secret that we've had for years. And it was only because of the women that joined me in my last budget Zoom I ended up telling this story and they're like, you need to tell this on the podcast. So I said, okay, but really we don't like to tell about our giving because I think that's part of the fun. And we tell our kids, hey, we do this stuff, but let's like keep it just within our family. Like you don't need to tell your friends what we're doing. You know, it's not about bragging. It's about just enjoying it and knowing that only God sees, that the accountant doesn't see it, that you know, our friends don't hear about it, our our neighbors don't hear about it, but God sees it. And so when my daughter says about the gift card, I'm going to tell you this because, again, these ladies convinced me to tell you. We started doing this a few years back, and it is hands down our absolute favorite tradition now. And I think this is a really good one to start your Advent with if you're not sure that your teenagers are going to be on board or if they're kind of really grumpy teenagers, I think this is one that will get them really thinking hard about the season. What we do is I have four kids and we will go purchase four gift cards to a local grocery store. And 
I don't get it to the fancy grocery store. I get it to like the chain, you know, stores. Um, and I will get four of them at $50 each. So the whole night is $200. Okay. And you can do this in any increment you want. $50 is just what we do. And I make the kids make cards. So they just draw. I mean, literally, what I don't want this to turn into is you thinking this has to be a Pinterest perfect project and make it so blown up that you don't even do anything and it's already February and you're like, well, there goes that. When I give you these ideas, I am talking scraps of paper. I'm talking like what you have lying around in your house. You don't need to make advent bags right now and make it a big to-do, okay? I want to go into that with letting you know that don't make it that because then your kids are going to be like, oh, mom's all stressed out again. Another thing she has to do. No, 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 no. When I say my kids make a card, we literally grab a piece of paper out of the printer. We fold it in half. They get some crayons out and they make a card. And the card says whatever the kids want it to say. Merry Christmas. Um, We hope you have a great Christmas. Um, We're thinking of you. Have fun. And we put the $50 gift card inside of that card that my kids make. There's no envelope. It's just the piece of paper from the printer and some crayons and the gift card. And then we head to the grocery store. Now, when you do this is also important for the biggest impact and I'm telling you, you have to you have to email me if you do this. Um, don't post it on the page because we all we all don't need to hear about your good deeds, right? But I would love to hear about them. So <laughs> send me a private message that said you did this and how your family felt about it when it was done. So what we do is we go on like a Tuesday night, okay? Because who is grocery shopping on a Tuesday night? So maybe seven or eight o'clock at night, you are going to find your hard workers. You're going to find your nurses that just got off their shift. You're going to find moms that have worked all day, got dinner on the table somehow, maybe got a kid to bed and said, I got to go out and go grocery shopping. Like you're going to find the people that are just really tired. (sighs) And I'm going to cry because I can still picture people's faces and Um, I, this is how you can teach your kids about Christ and listening to the Holy Spirit in a really easy way. So before we go into the grocery store, we always say a prayer and I just say to the kids, trust that the Holy Spirit will lead you to the person that needs it. And we let the kids go. And when they're really little, my husband and I would partner up with one, um, Sometimes they partner up together. Sometimes they go out on their own. But we just say, we'll, we'll be at the front of the grocery store. And we just let the kids walk around and trust that the Holy Spirit will lead them to the right person. And then when they're done, they come back to us. And the entire thing is over in about five minutes. And then we quickly get out of there. And we run back to the car. And it is like, giggle, giggle, giggle. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. And everyone tells their story. They tell their story of who they gave it to, what were the circumstances, what did they look like, um, how they knew that was the right person, and then we hear about the person's reaction, and it is just so fun. And then we go home, (laughs) and that's it. But that is, hands down, our very favorite one to do. 
but it can be a little costly costly so it might be something that you do um, you can do a cheaper version of that you can do it in Dunkin Donuts with five dollar gift cards you can do it I mean anything is appreciated but I think the bigger the number the bigger your impact um, from the, the recipient. Um, I've had women crying hysterically in the grocery store with me. And then I cry because they're like, it's, it's coming up to Christmas and everyone has been there at some point where it's like, I just have to get through. I'm just, you know, getting through the grocery store to get the bare, bare minimum so we can get some gifts under the tree. So, oh gosh, I always promise I'm not going to cry in all the episodes, but I haven't cried in a while. So, um, forgive me. So that's the one idea. Um, and I will list all the ideas in the show notes, but that was my daughter's very favorite one. And the one that she said first and foremost, the other one that my daughter came up with today was a new one that I'd never heard of, but she, she got this idea from a book she was reading. And I guess I want to say it's maybe a middle schooler, high schooler. I don't know what, what the book, the book was that she was reading, but there was a, a girl that would walk in the schoolyard, I guess, and just drop quarters and pennies. And everyone thought she was weird. And they finally said to her, why do you do that? And she said, have you ever seen the look on a child's face when they find a quarter? So my, my daughter said, maybe we could do that, mom. Just like drop money and see what happens. But I thought that might be a cool thing for them to do at recess. Just like quietly drop some money and then go sit on a bench and and watch to see who finds it or something like that. And this is stuff that's going to cost you like your spare change that's in your purse or something like that. And it's just a fun thing for the kids to do. I also think that writing notes like this is all all, what I'm telling you now is all ideas for my daughter. She said you could just leave notes that just say like you're special or you're really pretty or you know wish I could give you a a hug today and just things that would just build up other kids. And this is also a wonderful opportunity to teach your kids that God has given us all time, talent, and treasure. Okay. So the first example I gave was treasure. The second one with the dropping of the money, that's another treasure one, but we all have time and we have talent. So encourage your kids to use those two things that are quote unquote free to give during this Advent season. One of our other favorite ideas, I have those little green army men because my son is obsessed with (laughs) army from when he was a little guy. So we still have these army men and I'll put one of those in the Advent bag. So then the kids know, oh, today is the day we pray for our military. And I'll hide those army men throughout the house. I'll stick them in the lunchbox. I'll put them in the refrigerator. And the idea is every time you see one of those little army guys, you pray for our men and women that are protecting us. Um, oh my gosh, I, you guys, this is like, I get so excited. That's why I'm getting, I'm getting emotional. Um, I'm going to go on this other page here and give you some more ideas. So then um, as far as the time, talent, and treasure goes, ask your kids what are their loves. Like I have a daughter that is obsessed with dogs and horses. And so one of the things we I'm going to do, um, she doesn't know this yet, but during Advent, she raised money and she really wants to take it to the animal shelter 
and donate it. And I have not made the time to do this for this poor child. And when I say she raised the money, it was way, way, way long ago. (laughs) So we just have it in an envelope and she bugs me every now and then. And I see the envelope has now moved into the the sunroom and she keeps asking me and I keep putting her off. But I think one of the things we're going to do is take it to the animal shelter. And here's the thing. So many times my husband and I give and our kids don't see it. And even when the basket comes around on Sunday at church, my kids will be like, aren't we going to put any money in there? And, you know, now it's been a few years that we've done the online giving, but in the beginning it was a little awkward and it was so awkward that they even made these laminated slips of paper that said, I gave online because people, I think they felt weird not putting money in. But now I think it's kind of understood that, yeah, I give online. But my kids don't see that. So sometimes I'll give them some change or whatever to put in there, but for the most part, they don't get it. So this Advent is a, it's a time for the kids to actually see the giving and to feel what it feels like to give and to see the face of Christ in a stranger and just how grateful people are. And I think it's just a time to bring the community together um, through our good works and our good deeds and teaching our children that this really is the meaning of the season. Um, some of the other things my kids have done um, is bake cookies for the neighbors and deliver the cookies. Um, sometimes we do things for our own family. So maybe one of the activities is we go get our Christmas tree and we decorate the Christmas tree. My son passed away when he was four months old and his birthday is in December. So one of our things is that we go to the cemetery and we decorate his grave. Um, And sometimes we'll make um, bird feeder kind of things that we put on his grave so that the birds will come and and eat there. Um, Other things that kids can do that are free is write notes to their teacher of appreciation and thanks. Um, Oh, here's another one that, that we did one year. So our, our former next door neighbor, she unfortunately passed away this, this year and she was just from a different time to my kids. Like she really, now that she has died you know how you just think about someone and you're like, wow, they were really neat. And I don't think I fully appreciated her when she was alive. And it makes me sad because I kept my kids away from her a lot because I always kind of felt like my kids were bothering her. But when we went to her funeral, there were so many stories of my kids and how much joy she brought to them that I just felt horrible that all the times I kept them away. But my next door neighbor was really incredible. The house was filled with built-in bookshelves that just housed all these antique toys and exact replicas of historic homes in Chicago and Minneapolis of like dollhouses that were replicas with you know, electricity and the tables were set and they're all behind plexiglass so you can't touch it and stuff. And, um, and you know, just rocking horses. And she would feed the deer and she would talk to the animals and yet she had no children. So it's like this 
woman that lived in this big house filled with toys and talked to the animals, but she had no children. And I think my kids were just captivated by her. And she would always say, let them play in the driveway. And, you know, I was, I was not letting them always do that. So anyway, but the one year for Christmas, my oldest daughter, who was probably at the time, maybe six, I don't know. When I asked her what she wanted for Christmas, she said, the only thing I want is for Miss Stevie to come over for tea. And I said, really? Because like, we really didn't know her. We were pretty new to the house. And um, I just had a baby in August. And my my rheumatoid arthritis had really just kicked in at that point. So I was like, are you serious? But she made an invitation. And she and my daughter and my husband took the invitation over to my next door neighbor and gave her a date and a time. And so I thought, okay, this is what my daughter wants for Christmas. This is what she wants for Christmas. And so we had her for tea and we made a cake and she came over and she stayed for exactly one hour and the kids just fell in love with her. And I think that's when she fell in love with my kids. And another time, my one daughter, it literally like dinner was going to the table and I see my other little one run across the, the lawn and she's like, runs back and she's like, Miss Stevie's coming for dinner. And I was like, what? And she's like, yeah, I invited her for dinner. And I said, you didn't even ask me. We don't even have that much food. And so I was like, surely she is not coming. Who takes the word of a child and comes immediately for dinner? But here she comes. I thought, oh my gosh. So she came, she knocks on the door and she says, Josie invited me for dinner. And I said, yes, come on in. (laughs) And so she came in and I'm texting my husband. I'm like, there's not enough dinner. I'll, we'll order pizza when she leaves or I'll just make a bigger salad or something like that. But she came for dinner and I think our children know who needs our prayers. And a lot of times they can see past all the big, beautiful house and toys and wealth, and they can see the lonely person inside the big house. And that's what this season is all about, is using your time, talent, and treasure to bring Christ not just into your own home, but to bring him into other people's homes as well. So I'm going to list a really, um, I'm going to put in the show notes a much longer list of ideas. And I want you to please add your ideas to the Facebook page. Um, Let me know, but encourage your kids to really make the list with you. And I think if you're struggling with kids that need to be a little bit more grateful and a little bit more understanding about where it all comes from on Christmas morning. I think if you make the the Advent season more intentional and Christ-centered, then every year they're just going to ask you for less and less for Christmas for themselves and their hearts are just going to get bigger and bigger. And I hope that you too have a blessed Advent season and that these ideas will also bring you closer to our Lord. And I wish you a lovely day, a happy Thanksgiving, because that's tomorrow, and especially a a holy Advent um, as we journey closer to the birth of our Lord and Savior. Take care. I will see you on Saturday for a five-minute declutter with me episode. Bye-bye.